live. Good evening, listeners. It's a ticket eight with Kimon, your host. For those who don't know me, I'm a copywriter slash storyteller slash content creator. What am I even talking about? I do so many things, but um, I'm joined by my two colleagues at ATIC Digital. We have Michael on the Strat. Um, Michael, do you want to just give the viewers a little bit more on what you do? Yeah, so at ATIC Digital, I kind of tackle the social media side of things. Um, I dub myself as a digital strategist. Um, but I'm a jack of all trades, kind of. <laughs> um, awesome, awesome. And yeah, I mean, in my off time, I dabble in the coffee world. And if anyone wants to know their favorite coffee or my favorite coffee, just go to our recent post and comment it below. Awesome, awesome. And Hedrick, our web developer, the techie, I, I admire the work you do. What's uh? Let's detail what you do a bit more. Uh, well, I'm currently working on the website. I uh, studied communications um, and I enjoy photography and I am a tea lover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have coffee versus tea in the Oi. studio today. <laughs> I, I, I'm a bit of both worlds, so. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously meeting in the middle. Um, so let's dive straight into it. I mean, today I have a, I actually have a cousin in the States and she was complaining to me that she's worried about her TikTok account being deleted because there's rumors that in America, TikTok is going to be taken out. And what's more, Microsoft wants to buy TikTok. I'm going to move to our strategist, Michael. What's your comment on that, Michael? No, well, recently there's been a whole haze around TikTok, if you will, and conspiracy therapies theories going around and all that great stuff i mean i think it could be a, a great strategic play by microsoft through adding some credibility to my uh, to tiktok and letting it live within the us um and you can you can see all the tiktokers are moving across to youtube now which kind of hints towards the end of it but i also want to ask the question like do you think that this is microsoft taking on the big guns the titans of the social media world of facebook who currently are what you call i would associate them with coca-cola and when richard branson released um his own coke brand and took out went against coca-cola and coca-cola just underpriced it and just flushed him out so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, I don't know, Kimon, what's your thoughts? Well, I think in the digital world, you know, things are consistently changing and you got to keep your ears on the ground and you got to adapt, adapt, adapt. And um, I think each country, each culture, you know, you're offering your service, your strategy is going to differ, but um, I think America is the powerhouse country of the world yeah. and uh, they are run by Trump. So anything is possible. Um, but I want to say with regards to Microsoft, I think it'll be great for the industry. Yeah. That is... I, um, I yeah, Microsoft it'll... has definitely excelled in COVID. Mm. They, um, what's, um, I'm not familiar with, um, these, um, 
not Zoom, the uh, other chat rooms uh, or Microsoft Teams. chat. Microsoft yeah, Teams, Microsoft Teams. Yeah, yeah. I think that's also you, that's yeah. an interesting talking point actually because as you know, as you saw, I'm pretty sure as all of us saw, in terms of some of the Zoom meetings getting hacked and all that, and I think Microsoft Teams with some of our meetings with our, our blue chip clients that we've been having um, have been through Microsoft Teams, which actually took me aback at the time because I've, I've never heard of Microsoft Teams. I I was like, well, what's, what's the whole fuss about this? And actually one interesting thing about it is when you talk, you're, you, the talker, are full screen, which when presenting to clients or presenting a proposal, that's very key because you, you, you are front and center. You have to get your selling points across to the clients and get them to opt in. And with Zoom, you kind of have everyone on the screen and you can't really do that effectively. As well as Google Hangouts, it jumps around whenever you speak and there's no one focus. So I thought that was an interesting feature. Awesome, awesome. And um, I, I've just seen with get going online people's e-commerce websites just need to be jacked up mm. um your your brand presence online is more prevalent than ever um so we'll move on to our web artist <laughs> Hedrick what's what's your take do you think it's really necessary to have a jacked up website what what's 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 your opinion well one thing that people consistently get wrong is that they think that a website is optional mm. And if you ask me, a website is not optional because it is your business's front on the digital end. It's your business's face. It's what the people see. It's where they go to find your business. I'm actually looking at an article now that says 93% of business purchases start with a web search mm. on a search engine of a web for the website. Yes. Which means that 93% of your customers are going to go Google you first before they decide if they want to do business with you. Yeah, that's that's actually an interesting insight because also people I find think that they just put up a website and it's done. A website you got is you constantly got to update and monitor, check the metrics, and also put so some paid media. Exactly. And getting that traffic to your website from that Google search is the, is the most important part because I'm also looking at an article that says, and this is supported by evidence, mm. that only the top 5% of websites in the Google search results ever really get clicked on. Yes. Mm. So to get yourself mm. into that top 5%, you have to get your SEO correct mm. and you have to get your website things in order to be in that top 5%. Mm, mm, mm. So to start with the SEO, it's making sure you're in the search results and then as soon as they get into your website, it's, I mean, you guys will be able to outline just the, 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 the necessities of a basic website. Mm. But the reason why I'm diving into this is that I also am involved in the sales of Etsic Digital and when I'm going out speaking to potential clients, people just don't seem to place emphasis on the functionality of their website. They, um, they're not seeing the true uh, uh, power that a decent, simple website 
um, the, the consumer wants an efficient customer journey. Can you guys just talk yes. through some just key, key, key points or key takeaways that you've been exposed to from not just working on the Tech Digital website or on clients' websites, but websites that you've come across, you think, wow, this has just made my purchase that much easier. Yes. So what I've seen is that people want their website to look as flashy as possible and have everything out there on the for the person to go and see and display everything that they have when what the consumer wants is to look at something that's easy to understand quickly mm. to get to what you want but you don't want to be bombarded with a lot of information mm. and so a key thing for a website one of the key things is you need it to load quickly and you need the consumer to find what they're looking for without a lot of a hassle if they have to go looking around for what they need they're going to leave your site yeah exactly that's that's the stickiness of the websites if you will that's the, like one of the biggest metrics <laughs> in the, the website world because and also page the loading speed affects your seo ranking indirectly as well because when you have people yes. opting out which you don't want um and you can also in terms of website from a uh a digital analytic viewpoints on how to view that is by looking at your bounce rates, your click-through rates, and all those wonderful metrics. Um, and yeah, Hedrick, in terms of I don't know meta tags and alt tags, I think people don't really realize how important those are for your SEO ranking. Well, I mean, if you don't get those correct, um, your website's not going to show. It's not going to tell Google and other search engines what's actually going on on the website. Mm. So, I mean, you need to update all of those things. You can't just upload a picture that you took of your product without editing the alt tags and changing the description and getting the SEO right. Because to Google, that's not going to be a picture of the blouse that you are trying to sell. Mm. That's going to be a picture of picture number five that you yeah. took on your phone that day. And just mm. to unpack what are alt tags for the listeners out there that don't know what that is, um, it's a description of the image. So let's say Michael uploads an image of a surfboard on his website. Instead of just having image five, as Hedrick uh, touched, uh, of the brand of the surfboard, let's say Voodoo Surfboard. And that's actually for, mm. so that when your mouse hovers over it, that alt tag pops up and it's actually for blind people. So people can read it out and tell mm. them what it is. It's mm. and it's mm. also, I think it's a so Google will actually speak that. So do a voiceover and read the website to the person. Well, I mean, um, you know, I I just think what the most frustrating thing for a uh, consumer on a website is when you you're looking for something and then you you click on one of the tabs and either you get a funny message saying error 505 yeah. and you just it just turns you off 100%. and um i think people get turned the the, the 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 fee of doing a new website i've i've got quite a lot of feedback from clients where they they spent um quite a substantial portion of their monthly income of the company to a website maintenance etc and mm. You can just see they've been burned by so many web developers and um, I think there's definitely a, a bad taste um, in in just, okay, you guys, you, you, you got a project price. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, um, X amount for the gadgets and, uh, you know, lights. Let's see this work. So yeah. the functionality is what you guys are, are, are covering. Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, consumer journey is, is vital. Um, and how do I explain this without a visual aid? <laughs> um, it's like a path in the park. You can often find that the path will take, there's, there's a dedicated path that takes a long way around that has been cemented and is in there. It's there. It's, that's the route you meant to go. That's what the developers planned for you to go. But then a shorter route walking through the middle of that park which was not dedicated there, there's no cement. You can see people have been walking that way, making that path irrelevant. And that's what you gotta watch out for in terms of consumer, consumer journey on your website through heat maps. Um, seeing where people are actually clicking, what's the point of making them go this long route when they've already found a quicker route and how to optimize yeah. that to ultimately increase your conversion rates. So. Mm. That that's the most important thing, and and you can see that on some websites when they have that sale banner front and center on the home page because people just click there, then they buy something. Because I'm sure, as you can attest to, Kimon, South Africans love sales, and especially in the time of COVID, they love sales because consumer spending has decreased, and everyone's trying to save. Mm, mm, mm. It's um. I think it's also the, the to just build on what you're saying is integrating, you know, at, at ATIC Digital, we also obviously focus on social media management mm. and content creation. And, and, and you want, you want everything to, to speak to each other. It's yeah. like, a, you know, it's, it's, it's a sports team, you know, you've got your strikers, <laughs> your midfielders, your defenders, and let's say your websites, your defenders, your social media is your midfielders, and then your strikers, um, or your, maybe you campaigns and your little adaptable features but community management and all that community management yeah it's it's and they all got to talk to each other so now if you have um as a millennial gen z when you want to see if something's open you want to see the authenticity of something you most likely going to go on the instagram or facebook yeah 100%. um before the website mm. um and then what happens is your your Instagram, you think, damn, that's a really cool top, or that's a really cool boat, or that's a really cool um, uh, food that I want to buy. Mm. And then that link, the pop-up link takes the, you know, the actual the price and it clicks, boom, takes you to the website. And or yeah. vice versa, yeah. or vice versa, going from the website to the, what I'm trying to speak, uh, what I'm trying to get on now is just the importance of a coherent, holistic, um strategy with your website functionality your social platforms and just everyone's talking to each other um do you guys you, want to give comments on that you touched on something quite interesting there pulling it back to the consumer journey instagram has even shortened the consumer journey of some of a millennial finding something on instagram and then going to the website and purchasing it now it's the introduction of social commerce where you can actually buy mm. products through Instagram. Yes. And that, mm. that's, a, mm. that's a clear example of it. Um, mm. But the whole point of social is to build brand awareness um, and push product sales by driving people, consumers to your website and through drive, 
driving consumers to your website to increase SEO ranking. It's it's very everything has to be interwoven so neatly, if you will, and mm, so precisely. Yes. Mm. And that's exactly mm. what Kimon was saying now. Now with people having issues with their paying so much for people to develop their websites and then they are not satisfied with what they got for the money or what they are getting for the money through every month mm. paying that mm. much for, per month for that and then they don't get the maintenance they don't get the treatment that they deserve because it is the website developers responsibility and even more so if they are doing a social media as well to make sure that everything is coherent and that it links together and that it works well and to check out the heat mm. maps and adjust the website accordingly. Also, you don't just mm, build the website mm. and leave them to it. What, what you're also finding is you have brands that, let's say, don't have a lot of money in the bank now currently because of COVID and mm. all that mm. great stuff, <laughs> that they, they, they don't really have the option of going website or social. They go websites because that's the point of sale. So they optimize mm. the, the websites and then they run the social themselves. And yeah. I mean, anyone can post on social. You, anyone can do it. Everyone interacts with it daily, but you got to do it effectively. It's like expecting you get on a bike and now you all of a sudden uh, uh, riding the Tour de France. You can't go straight there. You got to learn it, the inner workings, the metrics, and you get feedback right then and there, and you got to adapt. Then you can't do the same stuff mm, it, mm. day in day out and expect the results all of a sudden to change. Yeah, I mean, uh, commenting from the sales, uh, the sales position, it's it's getting this across to the potential client. And um, what I want to bring into it now is what comes through in your website and your social platforms is the brand story yeah. and making sure that filters through because um, i think what 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 business owners struggle to comprehend is that when i come to business a and i can say i can get your website like this your social like this everything that a digital does makes and ensures that the brand story shines mm. through that um so i think that adding to what we have been covering in this podcast is how to ensure that that brand story who they are what they stand for um where they're going how they position themselves and I mean, there are so many clever ways yeah. to get that across. And so do you guys want to maybe some ch chat on some, some, some things that you've come across? I think the most important thing to remember is your brand story is your unique selling point in some cases. That's no one yeah. can replicate your brand story. Um, mm. And that's, let's take Chardonnay Delhi, for example, just around the corner where I stay in Cape Town. It's the owner was a 12 year old when she was 12 she wanted to start this bakery and her journey and all this and you can see it within the the way she sells the products it's homemade it's it's almost made at home and that story mm. is interwoven with the brand mm, mm. no it's 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 you gotta you know i think and i think brands especially during COVID, have underestimated why okay 
I'll give you a great example. So I'm a big tennis fanatic. I, I support Roger Federer. Um, surprise, surprise to my friends back home. And he is sponsored by a brand called Barilla. It's a pasta brand. Okay. Right now, tennis, you, there, there's no tennis tournaments. There, there, there's, there, there's, there's nothing happening. Okay. So how does the ambassador for Barilla do things for Barilla now that there's, you know, you're not seeing him on TV. He's, he's not doing anything. And what they did was during quarantine in Italy, there was a great video of people stuck in their apartments. And there were two girls who um, did a rally across each building. And long story cut short, it went viral. And now they got Roger to actually go to that apartment in Italy or that block, block of flats, meet those girls. And uh, there's a video of them just literally boiling on, on rooftops. My point is, the whole point of this this video campaign was pasta brings people together and it was just such a clever way uniqlo the brand that sponsors fedra barilla the pasta brand wilson even rafa nadal's academy got mentioned because the two girls won a scholarship to go there my point is that as a consumer when i'm watching that barilla now in my mind oh my goodness i'm connected to it i like it i love it but don't and don't you see that's an effective yeah. utilization of influencer marketing because you resonate with well, the, with rap with Fedra almost said Nadal <laughs> so well <laughs> yeah and it's 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 not just it's not just me as a tennis lover it's 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 watching how a brand Barilla mm. has taken has taken this this um uh, you know this real time action plan. But what I'm trying to get across is that has intensified the brand image in my, I, I'm not a big cook pasta, bloody blah, but <laughs> I, I'm, tr I'm just trying to get it across that if it's through an influencer campaign or a quick little five second video on your website, or just a little three liner, yeah. you know, and not the obvious it's COVID we're there for you, oh, like oh. bloody blah. I'm talking about something really outside the box so that when time gets back to normal, when you go on that website, when you go on a social media platform and you, you, you they're there and you, you think that, that that's the brand that did this or that's the yeah. company that used that. Yeah. And you're not going to forget about it. I'm not when I go to a shop now, Barilla is the first pasta brand that's going to go in my mind. So I, I'm just saying that that's what you want to do now. And that's what brands, they want instant gratification. They want it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you go to them with a nice website, a nice social media, they how's it going to help me now i'm dying now i'm bleeding now it doesn't help if you can bandage me in three months time you know i think what, and um, yeah what you're finding in COVID is you, you have brands that when when we had strawberry loves um i did a bit of a report for COVID and how brands are reacting to it and it's brands either do feel good campaigns or do good campaigns so feel good campaigns are when brands make their consumers at home they're meeting them there and they're creating a an environment there where they can interact with it and then the do good is when they donate to the local charities the food drives and all that and the the brands that are really sticking out are the ones that are, are almost like cause life did that unlock with they got the kiffness who's been doing all those parodies online about COVID and it, that's relatable it's memorable it's it's on trend 
So it's very interesting because to see how brands react currently. I don't know if you you've seen any anything that's grabbed your eye. What's your take, Hedrick? No, I just agree with everything that you guys have said so far. I'm actually listening with so much intrigue to the way that you talk about how a brand is so important for a company and how eight brand, eight tech as a company can do more than just the social media and the website for your brand. It can actually help your brand succeed and we can build your brand for you and handle your social media mm. and your website for you and do your campaigns. Mm. Mm, mm. It's so I'm just flabbergasted. <laughs> well, I wish I wish our clients could <laughs> could have your same. Uh, I think I think that's look. I mean, as in our previous podcast, we established that Hedrick Simplif and Terry Michaels and Cape Town Island, our challenges are all very but different. But um, you know, it's it's a very very um, complicated time for both the consumer, the business owner, as well as the service provider oh. and um it's just very it's interesting to to see how people have have come up i think naisna being a small town um it, it's you you want to do quite um complicated well for them it's complicated yeah um but it's you know whereas now you compare to cape town um it's a, as michael you've, you've established a different ball game Bloemfontein, again, Hedrick, you, you you addressed the point at the last podcast of how applying um, a strategy that worked previously to students to, to the elder um, demographic. And um, yeah, I think uh, it's just uh, getting it across to the client yeah. and saying, you know, and um, look, it's August, it's winter, I think. Um, and again, the the elephant in the room, COVID. Uh, I think one thing that we we um, are dancing, not dancing around, but that everyone during conversations is just how tough the economy is due to just the way our country has been handling certain issues. Sure. Um, you know, our company, ATIC Digital, had some big liquor clients. Yeah. And and now everything that we've spoken about, it, you got to apply to the product not being able to be sold. And well, in, in that case, it's, it's, it's interesting because then you got to look as a brand, how important is brand awareness to you? Because now that's all you're getting out of, that's all that they can ultimately get out of social is brand awareness and brand loyalty, which they will be trying to build so that when the liquor brand does end, your brand is still top of mind. Yes, you can't sell your product, but you also don't want your consumer to forget your, your product. And mm, mm. that's that's why you'll see a lot of um, brands doing Spotify playlists or introducing music because that's them meeting the consumer where they're at at home and creating environments so that let's say let's just pull a random brand out brand out of the bag here let's pull Castle Light again <laughs> with their whole um, they did the, the live stream on YouTube where they got local artists to play for an hour and now that they've turned that into a podcast um, and they talk about the artist industry and how troubling, how difficult it is in South Africa and the challenges it can face and that's, they, they prolonged that ca campaign and now it can still live on 
while the alcohol brand is there and they're still keeping the brand top of mind to the consumer when they can't buy the product so that as soon as that brand as soon as the band gets dropped i want to cast the lights because i've been listening to it on the podcast all the time or what podcast have you been listening to or what playlist have you been listening to on spotify oh cast the lights mm-hmm. one it's it's there mm-hmm. and you share it with your friends and you build it but the main thing is keeping your brand top of mind while you can't sell the product yes well guys i think we've you i've really enjoyed this podcast podcast thoroughly um you know we are we are new to the podcast um world but um i really think we covered some valuable insights um so yeah this podcast will be taking place we're still trying to establish the um the regularity of our podcast but genuinely it does get released eight um 8 p.m um we ate it at eight for our followers wanting to know when it does get released um on the times and yeah i think uh, tomorrow is monday it's a new week and who knows what what social media adaptions will have to take place uh, yeah. mr trump <laughs> mr ramaphosa uh you know and uh yeah um guys i just just to conclude if you if any of you any of the listeners here would like to see what we're about you can find us on instagram at 8tech brand on facebook at 8tech digital and linkedin 8tech.digital um, and on Twitter at ATEC Brand on all the social media platforms and maybe TikTok soon. Who knows? We might have a coffee versus tea battle at the end of the month if you guys want it. <laughs> awesome. Bye bye for now.